Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune, covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy. In effect, chronicling the coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of the End Time Tribune, this December the 2nd, 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, last night the Senate passed the huge tax cut bill. Ladies and gentlemen, why why are we passing bills in the middle of the night? This proposed tax cut for the rich entails over one trillion dollars worth of tax cuts over the next year. Consider this. This article was released today on the BBC. Israel targets Syrian military base. Ladies and gentlemen, Israel launched surface-to-surface missiles at military installation outside the Syrian capital of where? Damascus. This happened overnight, same exact time that this tax reform bill was passed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you need to consider what is happening here. The state of Israel just attacked not a bunch of terrorists. They hit a Syrian military base, a sovereign Syrian military base outside of Damascus. Remember this, that this just came out. Did Israel and Syria agree on a demilitarized zone? Have Israel and Syria agreed on a 40-kilometer demilitarized zone? An Arab media report picked up by the Jerusalem Post says this came out about after Israel vowed to destroy any Iranian positions within the 40 kilometers of the border. Ladies and gentlemen, If I was you, I wouldn't put your ear to the ground. Because if you do, you very well may hear hoofbeats. Why, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. Let's ride.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune. It is such a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. Have some exciting news. The Brian and I started a new series this week, WI2C Radio. I suggest you come check it out. Have just had a slew of correspondence over that first episode. Um, just give you a heads up. It is exclusively dealing with what is to come. So Brian and I will take uh, chapters, books from the Old Testament. We will discuss them and place them directly on the timeline in Revelation. So uh, who knows how long this could go. Well, it could actually go on indefinitely, I would gather. Uh, don't know where we're going to start. I need to talk with Brian about that privately. We might do Zechariah. I don't know. That that was the event horizon for the idea, but uh, pretty exciting. Uh, posted another Facebook video, uh, Prophetic Insider today, uh, about some one of the questions that I got about the broadcast. Pretty good stuff. In five hours, it like had, uh, I don't know, 1,500 views already. That's That's pretty good for Facebook. So... Uh, I'm happy to see those being passed around, uh, downloaded, shared, uh, whatever needs be done. Uh, so we're really grateful for that. So, Clinton, how have you been this week, buddy? And uh, what's been catching your eye in the news? You know, to uh, to be honest, it seems like uh, it started last weekend, but all the way through this week, it with all the information, all the news that's hitting, it seems like my head is spinning. Uh, it, it, it's absolutely amazing to see, you know, the, the different news, you know, the, the introduction you gave just with the tax bill, with, you know, Israel, Syria, with, you know, and then you throw in Matt Flynn and all that stuff that's going on. It's just all these big items all happening all at the same time. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Well, that's, that's, really got me wondering too I was wondering if you I was hoping he was going to talk about this uh, this indictment or whatever from somebody in the government you know I've got my eyes elsewhere I've got you know things I do uh, I depend on you to look at that stuff and something else very disturbing that I was hoping you you would take a shot at was is this Wiseman effect uh, my wife told me about it. I'm like no, they can't just fire people because somebody comes out and says they, you know, uh, sexually harass me. They, you know, they, I mean, you could, sexual harassment can be one word. You know, you just say one foul word and that's sexual harassment. And she was saying that news people are being fired exclusively on hearsay. Uh, both these items are very troubling to me, but I've, I've got, other things on my plate, so I'm kind of anxious to uh, to get your uh, your news spill this week. But uh, we have both these things going on. This well, all these rash events going on. Uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, they released out in the news that uh, ISIS had been defeated. Correct. Well, put two and two together. How many times has the state of Israel hit the state of Syria since the U.S. established that base on Israeli soil? Ladies and gentlemen, this, this, uh, this is not good. 
Brian is as yet to be in the saddle, uh, so we'll get his introduction when he does pop in here. So, Clinton, you have the mic. Well, you know, I'll uh, kind of indulge uh, Matthew on, on a couple topics that he wanted to, to hear about. Um, th- the first was, you know, probably the indictment or I guess more the uh, guilty plea of, of Michael Flynn or of Matthew Flynn, I'm sorry. Um, now, the the big reason that this is an issue is, it, you know, this is a general. This is someone that is high-level security, and he was in charge of basically the security of the United States for 18 days. Um, th- this man uh, has ties working directly with Russia and also Turkey. There's speculation coming out that he was him and his son were working on behalf of the Turkish government to basically remove someone that the Turkish government wanted that was inside the United States custody, take them out of custody and sneak them into Turkey for, you know, $15 million. That, that's one example of this. Um, there's another example, you know, going through with, with the setting up of uh, a meeting at Mar-a-Lago Bay, you know, the, 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 the place that Trump owns down in Florida, setting up a meeting with Russian officials there. And it seems like Matt Flynn is, is willing to roll over on the administration and roll over on possibly Jared Kushner. It seems like that is the the focal point is going after those two fish. Um, we have, you know, any times you have federal indictments, you have investigations into, you know, cr- criminal offenses. If you have a plea deal that comes out, it's because they're able to get someone um, – bigger than you, someone more important than you, someone more valuable. And, you know, we know this from Papalopovis, I, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, um, you know, how he and the other aide to Manowitz or Manafort, uh, you know, they, they actually went through and, and, you know, kind of rolled over and took a plea deal to plead against him. Now we have the possibly the same thing going on with Matt Flint. Um, with him rolling over on possibly Jared Kushner or maybe the president of the United States. So, I mean, <laughs> where, where do we go? I mean, this is, this is real. You know, we can, we can say there's conspiracies and, and, and I am completely upset with watching the news. Um, I, I, I look at what's going on and, and I see it in the world and then I watch every news network and it's just junk. It's absolutely junk. No one will talk about anything of relevance. It's, it's all just this charade of, of disillusion being put in front of you. Now, the, the reality of what is going on inside the government of the United States is scary. And, and of course, they're not going to necessarily present it in, in the full realm of it. There are some places that are talking about this. But the ramifications of what is going on is, is we have two individuals that worked for the president of the United States administration or the get-him-elected administration that have now have pleaded guilty or have indictments of felony charges against them for working with a foreign government. If this is linked to Donald Trump, and it's, I don't see how it's not, and they actually say yes that he is in cahoots with Vladimir Putin, which it sounds like 
yeah, it sounds like it is. It's going on like this. And if this is the case, then what is what does the legal system do? What what do the American public do? What does the Congress do? What what does any of this do? And and that's the the the, the whole point of what's going on is this everything is imploding. This is not just one isolated case. This is this is not one thing that is just leading us into one tiny little event. The whole thing is imploding. Yeah, you know, the the Weinstein effect. The the other item that Matthew wanted me to talk about fits into this as well. And how everything fits into this is the breakdown of our society, the breakdown of our establishment. If these allegations against the President of the United States are correct, he has appointed individuals into his cabinet. He has appointed individuals into the government that may be jeopardized as well. We have trade secrets that may have been released to foreign officials. We have Matt Flynn, who was in charge of the United States security, that was in that office for 18 days that could have released everything to the Russians or the Turks, plain and simple. We know Donald Trump had Russian officials in the Oval Office unsupervised on an unofficial visit. That's like the Holy of Holies. That's... <laughs> It's a place that you don't allow anyone from any foreign government to be. If these allegations are true, and they remove Donald Trump from office or try to, this is going to get messy. This is going to get very, very messy. What do you think the Trumpites are going to do? The ones that have been told that everything is fake news, told that everything is not real, and believe it, to a T. Even today, Donald Trump came out and said that what Matt Flynn did was not wrong. He said this. So the Trumpites just believe it. What he did was not wrong, because that is what the President of the United States you know, said, and, and he doesn't lie. When they go to arrest him, when they go to impeach him, when they move actual like events against the President of the United States... How are these individuals going to react when their reality is shattered? <laughs> like, like we have to seriously think of this. Like these people that, that truly believe that their way of life is under attack right now. Those individuals are the ones that are asleep, that don't have a clue, the main picture, the big picture of what's going on between everything. And they're the ones that are going to be shocked. Now, the question is, then, is Mike Pence compromised? Is the vice president of the United States, who is on the same ticket, who is privileged to the same meetings, who is privileged to the same agreements, is he compromised as long with Donald Trump as well? The normal line of secession is the president, if he leaves, the vice president steps in place. In this case, the president of the United States may be compromised. And so may the vice president of the United States. Now, we, we've talked about Mike Pence before in the, in the broadcast, and, and there's some things that are, are different that he may go into play. But if he doesn't, who's third in line? Like, if both of them are compromised and both of them cannot be in, do, what, what, what do they do? Do they seriously kick both of them out and go to third in line? Matt Ryan is third in line, or Paul Ryan, not Matt Ryan, not the quarterback for Atlanta Falcons, but Paul Ryan. 
He's third in line. So de facto, you, Donald Trump, Mike Pence, leave office. You get Paul Ryan as president of the United States. The same man that pushed through this tax plan that they passed last night, that they passed along party lines, that they had one Republican vote against, and that one Republican is one that came out and said, I'm not running for re-election because I'm not going to be part of what is happening right now. And so he, he, you have one person of moral standing that voted against his tax plan that we've talked about numerous times in the, in the broadcast about how it's going to not benefit any of us, you know, unless you're doing incredibly well. And if you're doing incredibly well, congratulations, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't, I mean, we've seen the U S debt increase. I mean, it's increasing incredibly fast, like to the point that it's rising 60% from year to year. And, and the problem with this is wages need to go up along with debt. You, you have this incredible stimulus that's happened. You, this, the wall, everyone's looking at Wall Street, looking at the Dow, looking at SP 500, looking at Bitcoin, looking at everything and going, wow, everything's going up in value. This is amazing. Not that this is inflation. Not that the reason that things are going up is because, well, the value of the dollar is going down. Well, the other aspect of it is you have the United States public taking on massive debt to the point of it increased over 60%. The amount that it increased was $116 billion from last quarter. So three months ago, the United States debt went up $116 billion. People charging credit cards, people buying cars, buying houses, that much. Now, the importance of this is this raised it to the highest level in the history of, of us tracking this. And it broke the record of the, the third quarter of 2008, right before everything crashed. Because if you guys remember back in October of 2008, the market dropped 777. And now we just surpassed that on household debt. But yet income, income for you and I, the, the average consumer, has grown at 0.2% a year since the mid-70s. Income's not going up. Cost of living is. Everyone's charging everything on credit cards. Everyone's taking out debt to pay for their way of living. So their debt is increasing, but their wages are not. This is a major issue. You have a major issue when you have a public that is strapped, that has no money, that has no way of providing for anything, that has taken on debt to take care of normal day-to-day -day operations. They take on debt to do that, but their income is not going up, which means they have less and less money to spend, which means everything comes to a stop. But the tax plan... The tax plan is going to pass everything. It's going to make everything wonderful because, you know, it's a Christmas present. You know, I mean, you know, if you if you haven't lost faith in Christmas, you know, this tax plan, congratulations, this is the, the Christmas present you've been waiting for. You know, I mean, your taxes are going to go up. Congratulations. You, you don't get to write off a lot of things. Congratulations. And in seven years, it expires. Congratulations. Good job. Merry Christmas. 
but the money's going to go to the corporations. We and we were told this in the 80s, and everyone believed it, and everyone believes it now. Give money to the corporations, and, they, and then they'll feed us. <laughs> they'll, they'll give us some money back. Well, this time they didn't even lie about it. Like they didn't even try to lie about it. At least in the 80s, they said, "Yeah." Give it to us. We'll we'll give you the money back. We promise. And they never did. Now this time they didn't even lie about it. I mean Cisco, Pfizer, Coca Cola, among numerous other business leaders and large corporations, came out saying, "Huh, they're not going to raise wages. They're not going to give back to their workers. They're not going to open up new plants. They're not going to put into their infrastructure. They're going to buy their own stock." And they're going to pay dividends to the stockholders that already own the stock. So let me, let me get this straight. So think in just layman's terms. If you have extra money, you invest it, you put it in the stock market, it goes up in value. And if that company does really well, they pay you a dividend. So you get extra money. But the part that I think people are disconnected, the part that I think the politicians are disconnected is that part that I just explained to you that you have to have extra money to invest. You have to have that ability to put the money in. And if you do, then congratulations, this tax plan is going to give you more money because the corporations are going to give it to you. That's what they just said. And if you don't have extra money to put in the tax, you know, to the investments, you're going to get taxed more because you don't make enough money. And you're not going to get health care either because they, they took that mandate out to where you have to pay for it, which, you know, no one should have to pay for it. But, you know, that's kind of why people do it is so that they fund it. Insurance is more of a community thing than a business. It's more taking care of the public than a, a business. But we forgot that. We forgot that in every aspect of our society. The Weinstein effect. What does that mean? What is going on with Congress? With, with these congressmen, these senators that are having these allegations of, of opening their door with nothing but a tie on or a suit on with the pants missing, um, you know, touching inappropriately, doing all these, these horrible things to... Women and men alike. What's, what's going on with our society? Have we lost our way that much? It seems like we have. You know, there's reports I've seen that there's over 80 investigations being done by the LAPD into Hollywood right now. Zero. Eighty. If that's 80 different movie stars all being investigated for sex crimes all going to be indicted, all going to have public trials that are shown shown on C-SPAN and MSNBC and CNN and Fox and all those. If you think this circus that we're going through with the news right now is interesting, just wait until there's 80 movie stars being indicted. And that doesn't even include the congressmen. You know, the individuals that are being asked to step down. You know, I, I, I can't remember the gentleman's name right now, but he's the head of the, the Intelligence Committee. He's been a Democrat for a long time. He's, he's a leader in the party. 
and has some of the strongest allegations against him to the point that he is going to make a decision next week if he's going to resign. Now, the problem is if you have someone on that stature that resigns about sexual allegations, about what he's being accused of right now, what stops all the other ones from resigning as well? (laughs) How many congressmen and senators were inappropriate to women? Yeah, that's a loaded question right there. Because the whole essence of power is to flaunt it and be inappropriate. So is this the draining of the swamp that, you know, Donald Trump, President Trump talked about? <laughs> what, where does this lead? If he resigns next week, all the other politicians have no choice but to do the same. And we have allegations like crazy. But yet we have one in Alabama that may get elected. So who, who knows what kind of moral grounding do we have? The moral thing is, if you did sexual allegations, you got caught for it, it was against the law, it was an abuse of power, you should step down. That is ethics and morals. You also should not continue running for a position if you have your ethics and morals attacked as well like that. Now, I can understand the false allegations, I can understand the negative smear campaigns that go on in politics right now, and that is horrible. And we should not be doing that. And we should get back to talking about the topics. But these allegations coming out of Hollywood, coming out of Congress, coming out of Saudi Arabia are scary. You know, the, I, I didn't want to even believe for a long, long time these stories of the, the pedophiles. But when the entire government of Iceland resigned and fell apart because of a pedophile, like, I, I, I can't even wrap my mind around that still. But that is the, the reality we're in. We have rumors that, you know, movie stars were forced to have sex with large backers. And if they did not have that done, then they were not allowed to be in any more movies. <laughs> so Hollywood is breaking down. The NFL, there's allegations that the Players Association was paid to stop protesting. But, you know, according to Trump, the damage has already been done. You know, the stands have not been filled. So we have another major facet of our society losing steam, falling apart. Our political realm is falling apart. Hollywood, falling apart. NFL, falling apart. Our economy falling apart. We talk about that every week. And then next week, the government shuts down. December 8th is your day. December 8th is the day that the politicians decided a long time ago that they were going to kick the can down the curb. And they chose to pass this tax plan before they passed the budget. Because, well... Reports came out that the tax plan is not going to, you know, pay for itself. It's actually going to add a trillion dollars to the budget. So now they're going to do the budget. And this is where the cuts come. This is where your Medicaid and Medicare get cut drastically. 
they're even talking about that the next two items that they need to attack and revamp are going to be welfare and Social Security. You know, we all know that Social Security is underfunded, that they've been stolen from that program for a long time. And they, numerous years ago, talked about just cashing everyone out. Just, you know, Social Security is going bye-bye. We don't have enough money to pay for it. My generation already understands that by the time I get to where I'm going to retire, there's nothing left. We all know that. So what they had talked about in the past is just dissolving it. For economists out there, this is an essence of uh, helicopter money. You know, everyone's going to get a massive check. If they do this, this is one option. They haven't even talked about the debate yet. But that is a strong possibility. The fact that they're going to make their massive cuts and they have a week to do it, to approve it, to pass it, or the government shuts down right before Christmas. Oh, that's not the Christmas present that, that we were promised. Government workers without jobs. You know, you can still show up to your job and you're just not going to get a paycheck. So, you know, do your public duty and show up, but you're not going to get paid to do it. And, and we, we, you know, as a government, we are not going to guarantee how long this is going to take. It could take a day. It could take a month. It could take forever. You know, we don't know. Until they can come up with a, a plan. Uh, they can come together and agree on what to do to run the government. And, and it took them all year to agree on one thing that they passed last night in the middle of night that was only done by all Republicans. Is it going to take another year to fund the government? Well, maybe. I mean, the, the two points that they're fighting about – they're not fighting about Medicare, Medicaid, all the cuts. They're not talking about gutting the government and not, you know, filling all these positions that they haven't filled. They're not talking about those two things. The two things that they're caught on are DACA and the wall. So here comes your immigration debate. <laughs> here comes the, the debate on what happens to dreamers. The, those individuals that their parents came over from a different country and had those children here in the United States, they may be forced to go back with their parents. That's scary. That's scary for all those families. That's scary for all those individuals that have made a life inside this country to be forced into a country that they know nothing about. So we can build a wall between the United States and Mexico. Where, uh, where has our morality gone? Have we, have we lost all sense of what it means to be decent to people? It's where we're going to take money from the old and the sick to give to companies that on a promise, on an IOU, that, that we are going to kick women, children, families, rip them apart and throw them back to a country they know nothing about because we're afraid and we should build a wall. The Great Wall of America to go along with the Great Wall of China. <laughs> Have we lost all decency? Well, 
maybe we're not the only ones. Maybe the whole world is, has just gone completely nuts. I mean, the, the reality of what is going on everywhere is, is, is crazy. Like, they, they actually came out and talked about Brexit more this week. And the EU and Britain actually came to an agreement. And they're hoping that the agreement stands and that they can continue down their process. And, and it's not any definite numbers. It's all going to be based off equations on how the European economy does, how the you know, British economy does, how they you know, impact each other, how the cut's going to be, and da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, it's, it's, it's all just fluff at this point. But they're going to go through with it. And they're talking about the date on that is December 14th and 15th. So the United States government possibly is going to shut down on the 8th. Brexit, where Britain, Great Britain, breaks away from the European Union, could happen on December 14th and 15th. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this up. Like, you seriously can't make this up. You know, lion with eagle's wings. It's absolutely amazing to see this. It's absolutely amazing to see what's happening with the Middle East, what's happening with Saudi Arabia. What's, what's, I mean, just last week, I, I, towards the end of the broadcast, we talked about the meeting that, that the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia had with 40 other Muslim countries, how they came to an agreement to pursue terrorists until they're wiped off the face of the earth, that this Arab coalition is guaranteed to do this, this Islamic alliance. And the countries that did not show up to the meeting that were not invited were, well, Lebanon was invited, but they chose not to show up because, well, they don't even know who their president is, who their leader is. But the other countries that did not show that were not invited were Iran, Syria, and Iraq. We've already known that Saudi Arabia says Iran is is the, a terrorist organization, that the Islamic Republican Guard, their military has been classified as a terrorist realm. And then today we have, as Matthew mentioned earlier, Israel attacked the Syrian military. Like, seriously, bomb a military base right outside Damascus. Like, are we, are we this close? Are we this close to see the armies gathering in that area. I mean, it's released that, that there's speculation that Chinese are going to send an elite guard to Syria to attack the Islamic State or to attack the terrorists. We have the United States that made an agreement with Turkey to rat out or to get rid of all terrorists so that way the United States can stay in Syria because the Syrian government and the Russian government officially come out and ask the United States to leave Syria. But we can't. If we pull out of Syria, we leave that to Iran. We leave that to Assad. We leave that to Russia. We, the, the, the three that we don't want to leave it to. So we just made an agreement with Turkey to stay there. And Israel just bombed the Syrian military. I fear that we are here. I fear that what happened today 
is a precipice of, of what is coming, of what we are going to see. And this is, this is just reality. Wednesday next week, we may have a major, major announcement. There's reports floating everywhere that Donald Trump is going to declare the city of Jerusalem the capital of Israel on Wednesday. Considering that Israel hasn't technically been given control of Jerusalem, we know in the you know, Six-Day War that the western half of Jerusalem was taken over by Israel, but the eastern half is still controlled by the Palestinians. They, they, they still have half of the city. And the Temple Mount, where the Dome of the Rock currently sits, where Solomon's Temple is to be built, is on the eastern half, the part that the Palestinians have. We know that. So for the leader of the free world, for the President of the United States, for the one that seems to be tearing down every facet of society, for him to come out and to recognize the entire city of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, how prophetic is that? How eye-opening is that? Because you know the Arab world is not going to be happy about that. The, the Palestinian Authority has said that no peace treaty is going to be made unless the eastern half of Jerusalem is recognized as a capital of the Palestine, as, as Palestine. <laughs> if Donald Trump declares this on Wednesday, this may be the match. This may be, as Matthew puts it, the start gun. Because if Saudi Arabia is not bluffing, and they just got 40 countries on their side, to start going after Iran, Iraq, Syria, and Lebanon. Israel just in, not invaded, but just attacked Syria. And Donald Trump is about ready to endorse Israel of taking over the entire city of Jerusalem. What kind of recipe do you think that spells for the entire world? Do you think the, the Islamic world is going to stand by and just let this happen? Do you think Russia, who has invested so much money and so many resources into Syria, is going to let this happen? Do you think China, who plans on making a belt, one belt, one road trade system all the way through the Middle East, is going to allow war in that area? You know, are they going to allow the possibility of not having their allies win that? And then in the midst of all of this craziness, you got North Korea shooting another missile and getting ready, ready another missile that is supposed to make, it's supposed to be a monster. It's supposed to be huge. There, there's an earthquake detected at the nuclear site today. Um, I don't even know what to say about North Korea because the only thing we get from the President of the United States is this is a situation that we will handle. What does that mean? We will handle. According to North Korea came out yesterday saying that they will talk, they will negotiate, they will, they're open to it if the United States recognizes them as a nuclear power. I mean, North Korea came out and had 
massive parades and dancing in the streets to celebrate that they're a nuclear power. Now they want the United States to recognize it. And then they may talk about peace. But how peace, how much peace can you get if you're South Korea? Knowing that North Korea, who wants to destroy you, is a nuclear power. And there was something I came across this week that I didn't realize. But I guess when the armistice agreement was made between the United States and South Korea to to help with, you know, the, the demilitarization zone between North Korea, that if there was another problem, another escalation of war um, that South Korea needed the United States assistance with, the United States would assume control of the South Korean army. I, I didn't realize that. I, I never had a clue. But when you take that information and you put it into the spectrum, it just it, it, it rocks you to the core. Because then you understand the extent of the situation that we're in in the Korean Peninsula. We already have an army there. We just moved our Navy and Air Force there. The stage is already set there. The stage is already set for Saudi Arabia to go into Iran. The stage is already set for Israel to go into Syria and Lebanon. The stage is already set. And Israel just shot the first shot today. So, Matthew, I'll hand it back over to you, man. You know, Clinton, everybody knows the linchpin of Damascus. I'm sorry for those people there. You know, Brian and I have shared videos live on air showing that the meridian through the middle of time stretches from the Temple Mount straight through the infamous square there in Damascus, straight through to Noah's North Pole. <coughs> Excuse me. And we all have to accept in our heart that there's a lot of people in Damascus that bear no ill will toward anybody. They don't... They have no intentions of harming anybody. And yet the Lord our God says he's going to take it off the map. That's something we all need to think about. You know what, let me start with this one. I wasn't going to start with this, but I think I will. Magnitude 4.1 earthquake hits Delaware and jolts eastern U.S. coast. U.S. Geological Survey says a 4.1 magnitude quake struck just after 4.45 p.m. Thursday and was centered about six miles east-northeast of Dover, Delaware. That got my attention. People from as far away as Washington and New York City reported that they had felt the movement. I'll tell you why this caught my attention. Brian and I just discussed on WI2C Radio the simple fact 
that one prophecy in the Bible has come true in your generation, published in the New York Times. All psychologists know it. All historians know it. I guess everybody except American Christians. Second Timothy chapter 3. But realize this, that in the last days difficult times will come, for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money. I don't have to continue, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody knows that the me decade was the 1970s. All this swath of fake news, Brian was just sending me Skypes. You know, let me just read what he just sent to me. Do facts even matter? What do these two events have together? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I know about, all about NPR, National Public Radio. I know it's history. I know why it was established. More importantly, I know that it replaced the National Educational Radio Network on February 26, 1970. I also know this, that WDDE, Delaware's first NPR station, was launched August 2012 in Dover and it was the last state in the nation to have an NPR station located within its borders exactly what just leaped into my mind as soon as I seen about that earthquake because in August of 2012 Brian and I talked about it. We was wondering why it had taken all the way to 2012 to, la to launch the final NPR station. Why were they in 49 states? Why didn't Delaware jump on the bandwagon? You know, I can put two and two together, and I'll tell you why. Because everything that happens is either a shadow or a silhouette. Do you, do you know what that means? If whatever you're looking at, if the light is behind you or time is behind you, it will cast a shadow behind it. However, if the sun is behind the object... You get a silhouette. Let's think about this prophecy. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 15. That which has already been and that which will be has already been. For God seeks that which has passed by. 
you know, let's take the recent events with North Korea. What has been our main contention against them? Well, the exact opposite thing that happened in World War II, actually. Exact opposite. Because it was Japan that attacked in World War II, correct? Well, our major contention with North Korea is they fired missiles over Japanese sovereign aerospace. And you don't see it coming? I mean, everything I just detailed to you is a matter of fact. Let me tell you something else about the 70s because I'm not done. Because I know where to look. You know, this is going to bother some of you. And I like how they changed the names and all that crap, but... This was released December the 2nd. Iceland's first pagan temple in 1,000 years will be ready in late 2018. This temple to Ashtaru. Ah, yes, they put in there Ashtaru. I immediately started laughing. Immediately started laughing. Because I have done so much research about the mid-decade, because my elders in my church when I was a child wanted to make sure I knew this happened. We actually had a copy of that New York Times that was right on the front cover, the mid-decade. They were very concerned. I said, oh my goodness, the prophecies come true. They immediately started ordering academic journals, science journals. They wanted all the information they could get, and of course they got a slew of it. They was a few years behind, because I was already seven at that time. Ah, yes, 1970s. The religion's origin lie in the 19th and early 20th century Romanticist movement which glorified the pre-Christian beliefs of the Germanic societies. In this period, organized groups venerating the Germanic gods developed in Germany and Austria. These were part of the Volsheks movement and typically exhibited a racialist interpretation of religion resulting in the movement largely dissolving following the defeat of Nazi Germany in World War II. In the late 1970s, the new heathen groups emerged in Europe and North America, developing into formalized organizations in order to promote their faith. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, don't you know that that is what an Ashtaru Temple is. Ashtaru, ladies and gentlemen, is nothing more. They're trying to change the name or say it in a different language. It's heathenry. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody knows that. Well, all historians know that. So you've got two major news items from this week. God wanting to point you 
in a direction you don't want to go. So, ladies and gentlemen, something you need to seriously consider. You know, I appreciate all the information that Clinton has shared and Brian is going to share. But I just delivered something to you that neither one of those two were looking for because that's why we're here. That's why there's Clinton has his specialties. I've got my specialties, things I look at, and the Lord deals with Brian as he sees fit. You're getting what you can't get anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen, and the numbers prove that. I mean, I got up this morning and looked at the numbers for WI2C Radio. I was shocked. <laughs> I mean, getting 1,500 views on a video on Facebook, that ain't nothing. I got up and looked at the, That's never – I mean, wow. Um, Brian and I got listens that, you know, two years ago – We'd get in a week. No, we got that overnight. You better set up and pay attention. You better know what generation you're living in. Once again, this week's break has been provided by Nate over there at Reawaken Hymns. We're going to do some more Christmas songs. I hope you take them to heart. Yeah. 
Hi, this is Nathan, and you're listening to Reawaken Hymns. For more information and hymn resources, check out my website, www.reawakenhymns.com, or find me on YouTube at Reawaken Hymns.
Good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry for that small pause there as I refilled my coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not done. You know, I am aware that you thought I was done, but there's another event that happened this week that is directly related to August 2012 and the Brian I. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to think about this. That it was back August 25th, 2012, that Brian and I reported that Voyager 1 had exited the heliosphere. We reported that it had detected that the magnetic poles of our solar system was being compressed, and they had no idea why. What's that got to do with the price of beans? Well, ladies and gentlemen, just like that earthquake in Dover, you know, just like the resurgence of this religion, everything tying back to everything, but... Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, Voyager 1 just fired up its backup thrusters for the first time in 37 years. Happened yesterday. Let me remind everybody what direction it's going. Voyager 1 is escaping the solar system at a speed of about 3.5 AU per year, 35 degrees of the ecliptic plane to the north. In the general direction of the solar apex, Voyager 1 will leave the solar system aiming toward the constellation Ophiuchus. That's straight from the NASA JPL database. Now you know why they fired up those thrusters, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to get everybody worried. Why has the direction of the interstellar wind changed from the center of the Milky Way galaxy. Why has it moved north of the ecliptic into the sign of the restrainer of the Lord your God? Why is that? Why is it multiple news articles this week pointing me in the same direction? Ladies and gentlemen, on the very same broadcast that Brian and I had discussed (laughs) about this last NPR station being opened, is the same broadcast we shared with you that Voyager 1 had exited the solar system's heliosphere. Do your research on the mid-decade, because you're it, boys and girls. Whether you like it or not, you have to come to grips with that. Let me read it one more time. This is you. This prophecy has finally been fulfilled. It was never fulfilled until now. But realize this. In the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self 
lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy. Ah, yes. Once saved, always saved. Ah, yes. When was the Left Behind movies passed around to all the different churches? Didn't matter what denomination it was so the youth groups could view it. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the 70s. When did the weapon of mass de- distraction, Nibiru, flood the United That's right. When did it flood the United States? Uh-huh, 1970s. When did all psychologists come to the conclusion that Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 2 had finally been fulfilled? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the 1970s. Brian, how has your week went? I am sorry that you had so much difficulties. Uh, I actually was watching the clock. It took you 37 minutes to get on the switchboard. Uh, that's got me a little bit worried. What's what's the problem your way? And uh, you do have the floor, but uh, please let us know how you're doing before you start your news diatribe. Uh, you have the mic. I was dealing with the atypical jumping from one computer to the next, trying to get them working. The Mac decided it wanted to play games, freeze up, nothing would roll. So I tried to pull out the ancient um, dinosaur laptop and pull it up, and Skype couldn't even barely hold. And luckily, the Mac had finally got done with its uh, tantrum in the background after trying to load 20 different new things and all of that nonsense. And I was able to finally get that up and rolling. So... Oh, good fun. Well, let me mention this. I wonder if anybody realizes the first time that Mac got fired up was in my house. Is everybody stunned? I don't know why you people think that (laughs) Brian and I have money. Both of us are well below the poverty level. Grossly below the poverty level. And Brian is trying to... Keep that Mac going. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, when he come and stayed with my uh, at my house uh, Thanksgiving 2011. Yeah, he bought that that Mac then, right before he came. It was still wrapped in the box. I had to help him unwrap it out of the box so we could set it up and try to get video going for who? Not for you and me. You can take this to the bank. All that work we done, all those videos, those were never monetized. Just to have them hacked, stolen. I mean, for the love of everything. How many YouTube channels has I had and put up videos that I, I, I didn't... I was exclusively talking about the Bible and somebody would mark them offensive and they would take my YouTube channel from me? I don't even know. Anyway, so I got to see that laptop, or I got to see that desktop come on for the first time. I actually helped Brian take it out of the box. I had a whole lot more fun going to the skating rink with his wife, but hey, that's beside the point. Got a blast out of that. 
Sorry for the interruption, Bri. The floor is yours. Just had to bring up the infamous skating rink. Oh, good grief, folks. You have no idea what a riot that one was. And what's even more classic, the ex-commander-in-chief's photo of him standing right there. Yes, good old Obama went to this place, and you want to talk about a dive. I think a dive is an understatement. But anyways, to move on to more, uh, how do I put this? I could say serious things, or maybe I should use disturbing ahead of time, because I think the developments of this last week alone, disturbing is a bit of an understatement. Um, The absolute uh, new 24-7, what would we call this, uh, living soap opera of the administration of the United States has been enough to blow your mind. The insanity there alone, rather staggering. But I think first, I'm just going to whip through these tabs in their uh, order of chronology of when I pulled them up. Now, we've had discussions between Palestine, the PLO, obviously, or Fatah, depending on which name you go with, and Hamas have been taking place in Egypt and Of course, it comes out earlier this week that Hamas vows it will not disarm and threatens to expand into the West Bank. So apparently these discussions and talks really were sort of pointless. On the cusp of the fact that, yes, beginning early in the week, it once again started to float around, as uh, Clinton referred to earlier, that they were stating again, we're going to move the... uh, United States Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, but when you looked at the darn articles, it stated every single time in the article that the administration in the United States denied that it was going to make that move. So, again, folks, don't just look at a news story's headline and take it to be the facts, because every time with a lot of these articles now, you will go in and read them and you'll find out that the headline is a complete and utter joke. And they kept floating the same story throughout most of the week, and then near the end of the week, they started making statements that Trump's about to recognize verbally Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. This happens. There's been threats from Jordan. Palestine, and especially the Hamas, had threatened a new intifada, if indeed they do this. Folks, one little comment out of the United States Commander-in-Chief. I'm really trying to hold my tongue here. Will cause the entire Middle East to explode. All while they're trying to have discussions pertaining to bringing about peace in Israel and within the Middle East. And then all of a sudden, this is hanging over the head of the top of this whole thing, which is just utter insanity. If he does make this proclamation, folks, they're already basically floating around out there that he needs to, the commander-in-chief of the United States needs to have his head checked. I think with the actions we saw this week, that is a bit of an understatement. Let's see here. And this goes... uh, 
well, this goes into a bit of a diatribe, one that we need to have. It was revealed this week that via proxy, the Koch brothers were in the midst of a deal to buy out Time Incorporated, which includes uh, Time Magazine, Sports Illustrated, and People. Now, folks, I have mentioned the Koch brothers many times. If you do not know who they are, please go out and look into them. They are essentially far-right folks that have basically been pretty much buying out the entire government. They basically passed a law into effect years back that's been allowing all of this to take place. And if you don't believe me, look at the current tax bill that was just slammed through the Senate, a 400 and I believe off the top of my head, 79-page document that was given to the Senate six hours previous to a passing. Folks, they passed a bill they didn't even read. To make matters worse, if they tried to read it, well, it was all pen scribble all over on the side that was completely illegible. They couldn't even read what they penned in, and yet they slammed this bill through. Six hours. Just ridiculous. But this is the thing. You see, what happened here with this Time Incorporated deal, if it does indeed pass through, is only the tip of the iceberg because there's been FCC maneuvering that's been going on that essentially one law was placed into effect that has allowed the right-wing media to take over an entire slew of television stations, completely throwing everything off kilter. This has been a continuing pattern where they're allowing only right-wing views to start coming out throughout America. This is happening as far as the media is concerned, but there's other levels of underhanded takedowns that are going on as well, which I'll get to in a later story. And New York Times this week. I'm glad that finally the media caught on after, oh, I'd say three weeks to a month ago, I basically stated flat out it was a blatant lie concerning, let's read the headline here, is Trump going to lie our way into a war with Iran? This came out of the New York Times earlier in the week, and it essentially goes on to point out that the infamous CIA documents that were released a little while back that made the attempt to connect al-Qaeda with Iran was a blatant and complete deception. Yes, folks, the documents were a fraud. They were not taken from a source that was of any value. You can basically go through this article and read it for yourself to get the gist of what was said here. But I pointed this out quite some time back. Anybody that has studied this in depth that knows everything that has happened from Well, we can even go all the way back to 1979, for crying out loud. That's a good starting point. Moving forward till the time Al-Qaeda came about, September 11th and all that, you will find out emphatically that there is no mention whatsoever of Iran having anything to do with Al-Qaeda. But as a matter of fact, quite to the contrary, um, Iran had volunteered to help the United States track down Al-Qaeda and had went out of their way to try to be of assistance to the United States, where they, of course, turned around and just slapped him in the face. But making matters 
worse was the announcement that happened also this week about suspicions that Rex Tillerson is about to get fired and replaced by CIA chief Koch brother-owned Mike Pompeo. And the CIA chief that they're planning on throwing in to place with him to replace Pompeo? Oh boy, he's an avid Iranian hater. You see, folks, we're seeing a move on every level to move against Iran. And this is happening. We've had the stuff that's happened with Saudi Arabia. Things with Yemen. Once again this week, it was reported that another Houthi missile was shot towards Saudi Arabia, towards Riyadh, and it was intercepted and shot down. Stuff in Lebanon is still, of course, rather shaky, especially when you've got the uh, leader disappears, comes back, and then says, oh, I'm going to run the show again. Things are still off kilter in Lebanon, but then adding into the fact as well that we had this Israeli strike on a base that they state is Iranian. Now, happening as of yesterday, things have gotten even more flared up and more intense. Pompeo, on top of it, sent out a letter threatening the Iranian Revolutionary Guard commander, not to mention on top of it, Netanyahu earlier in the week recorded a video stating that they were going to be taking action on Iran within Syria, and so on. Basically letting them know that this was going to be happening shortly. The video was not released until today, which is rather ironic. So things are definitely heating up in this Iranian situation on an unprecedented scale rather quickly. And this right here, again goes back to who I brought up earlier. This is the person that may possibly replace Mike Pompeo as CIA had, if indeed Tillerson is ousted. Uh, In the age of Trump, Tom Cotton may be America's most dangerous senator. This is an article from The Intercept, and folks, I really would have to say that The Intercept this week has been really on their game in the midst of all the chaos and all the uh, mass distractions and deception and the idiocy that's been going on in the media. They have released so many top-notch news stories this week. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, on to the insanity of our Commander-in-Chief. Beginning... Earlier in the week, Donald Trump hosted two Navajo code talkers at the White House, who basically the Navajo code talkers were used at the time of World War II to basically write a code that could not be broken by enemy forces. Nobody was able to essentially recognize the language, therefore unable to obviously crack this code. While he was honoring them, For one, we could go with the obvious moment, but the one that most people missed was the fact that he honored them in front of a photo, or not a photo, but a painting of Andrew Jackson. The Trail of Tears, Andrew Jackson. 
But then on top of it, he turns around and makes a snide remark about Elizabeth Warren and Pocahontas and how she's been around for a very long time. Folks, just utterly ridiculous. But as if that wasn't bad enough, what did he do within the next few hours? He tweets three anti-Muslim videos that, by the way, when they've been fact-checked, they're all um, completely misleading, not to even mention uh, not even close to reality or true. He retweeted three videos from the head of Britain First, which is a far-right group inside of Britain that are also neo-Nazis. Yes, folks, this is what he did. It is, I don't know, does this bother anybody? Let's see. Once again, we have another story coming out here concerning Iran. Iran-backed militia in Syria says it is fully prepared to battle Israel. So we can see where this is heading. Uh, This is another story that came out of The Intercept. And folks, this really ought to bother people. Atlanta police suddenly enforce old law and hand out tickets to people feeding the homeless. Okay, once again, this is a headline we don't need to really go into. The facts are inside of this article. Once again, this is an Intercept.com article. I'd already covered that. Yeah, do I even want to talk about the uh, tax bill? Well, let's see. It turns out that they found out that special giveaways within the tax cut bill benefit family members and colleagues of key GOP senators. Again, this is out of The Intercept. I already pretty much touched on that, but you know maybe we should read this because this is kind of what this comes down to this week with what our uh, commander in chief pulled. Trump made yes. the most flagrant bigots proud. They see him as their leader. Why wouldn't they? Okay, now we had more stories pop out last this week. And I pointed this out before, before the uh, insanity flared up with Saudi Arabia and its soft coup, uh, rounding up people for supposed fraud, this, that, and the other thing. Then the Lebanese uh, prime minister stating he was stepping down, all of that. Well, Kushner being out there in Saudi Arabia. Bloomberg.com released a story. Kushner is leaving Tillerson in the dark on the Middle East talk, sources say. Not sharing any information with the uh, Secretary of State whatsoever. He's out there. He's buddies with the uh, Arabian Crown Prince, Mohammed bin Salman, so on and so forth. And this article goes into quite a bit of depth. And fact alone that he's out there doing all this wheeling and dealing and not even... 
doing any speaking to the Secretary of State whatsoever is a little bit disturbing. But then again, the rumors circulating at this point, because that's what everything seems to be, is the rumor mill, is that Kushner might be actually the one sort of uh, poking the stick to get rid of Tillerson in the first place. Don't. Oh, okay. Now, this is the story I was talking about earlier. Once again, while all the rest of the media is dropping the ball, focusing on scandals, TheIntercept.com again put out uh, this one. Trump's acting directors are quietly dropping acting from their titles. Okay, now we had it all over the media concerning what is happening with this uh, person being shoved in as the leader of the Consumer of Financial Protection Bureau this week. That caught everybody's attention, obviously, but it's not stopping there. We have had multiple agencies where they are putting leaders in there with the acting title and bypassing any sort of Senate ruling on them being appointed as those leaders. Essentially, what they're doing is throwing in these people and completely just taking the job of director without any approval whatsoever by anyone. Doesn't that bother anybody? I mean, they don't even have to follow the rule of law anymore. They can just assign whomever they want to the head of whatever group, whatever position in the government. I mean, let's see here. We've got – let's see. Trade, publication, energy, and environment. Okay, never mind here. But, folks, go ahead and look this article up as well. It goes on in details how many of these varied organizations are just being absolutely taken over by the Trump administration and no different than what they're doing with the judges. It's gotten to the stage of ridiculousness. Turkey and the United States have been in the midst of all sorts of controversy throughout this last week there's definitely things are not going very well as far as relations are concerned between the two for one we had earlier in the week it's been released that the united states is going to stop backing the kurds in syria which have been linked via extrapolation to organizations of kurdish organizations inside of turkey as being related to terror groups the United States claimed they were going to stop arming these groups in Syria. Within hours, Turkey reports that it hasn't stopped their arming these groups again. But making matters worse, I brought this up last week about the, uh, let's see, what's this guy's name here? Reza Zareb, who's been being questioned about bypassing of the sanctions placed on Iran by Turkey. Uh, he's a gold trader, etc. Well, now he's fingered Erdogan in bypassing these Iranian sanctions. Erdogan has turned around and, of course, blamed Fethullah Gulen, the infamous person linked to the Fido attempted coup in Turkey. So 
here we go, back to square one, Turkey and the United States going at it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's kind of important. I would, uh, I would strongly advise keeping an eye on that circumstance. Now, this is a rather classic one. This is reported out of good old AP News this morning. This is, a, uh, this is what you would call a fact check. Trump's tax fiction and embrace of propaganda. And, you know, let's uh, go through here. Should we read this? Nah. Go in and find this article, folks. Every single thing that he is stating throughout this entire week, when it's checked against the actual facts, they're blatant lies. But this is the same Um, person who is calling for every news agency with the exception of Fox News and like Breitbart, maybe Alex Jones and some of his other infamous right-wing conspiracy groups to be labeled as fake news. Anyone outside of those three agencies that I just listed. I mean, literally, when he's not even capable of making a factual comment whatsoever. And just ridiculous. And it looks like I covered all those in the midst of my rambling here. So I'll head that back over to you guys here for the last bit of the show. Good stuff, Brian. Good stuff, man. Clint, did you have any comments on what Brian and I had to cover? Uh, you've been quiet here for a while, so what's your two cents worth, bud? Well, you know, I just wanted to add on this uh, phenomenon of this fake news. Um, it, it's it's getting ridiculous because, I mean, you'll have one publication come out and say, you know, that this happened. And then, and then another publication will come out and something completely different or the complete opposite and so no wonder that the general public is kind of confused on what's going on and, and what truly is happening around the world. And then when you try to watch the, the TV, it's just junk. I mean, every, every time I turn on the news, it's like either a, a broadcast that talks an entire hour about the same exact thing and just brings on talking heads to talk about the same exact thing. And and it just feels like I I wasted that hour. I could have, you know, been looking something else on the internet or, or researching something else instead of watching the, the news broadcast. It's, it's kind of pathetic um, to, to see what, what has happened to the, the way that people get their truth. Yeah, at, at this point, I mean, it's a little bit more than concerning, I would think. Uh, definitely worrisome. I mean, because a couple of weeks ago, I tried it. Uh, somebody come out with something, so I searched for the exact opposite thing and found it within minutes. Now, the problem was, I had done a Google News search in the news category. And within hours of each other, I had two articles saying exactly the opposite things. Now, let me make myself clear. I was not searching blogs and all that. I hit the news tab. This was supposed to all be news. 
you know, and, and ladies and gentlemen, we need to, you know, maybe I'm beating a dead horse. I don't know, but, you know, let, let's, uh, I hate to bring up the 70s again, but all academics know that 1970s uh, was two things. It was the information age, and it was the golden age of terrorism. Here, I'll read to you this article. Um here is the headline, The Golden Age of Terrorism, from uh, CNN. Uh, terrorist bombs going off frequently in New York, Washington, Chicago, and Los Angeles. More than a hundred hijackings of airplanes in the States. These weren't facts of ISIS-inspired terrorists in recent times, but of terrorists in America during the 70s. Ladies and gentlemen, um... Everybody knows when the Commodore PET and the Apple II came out? Yeah, 1977? Right. Well, I mean, you could also call it the age of weapons of mass distraction. Yeah, Star Wars came out. You, you know, put all these things together, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm not lying to you. The 1970s is called the Me Decade. It's also the beginning of the information age. Everybody knows it, and it's also the golden age of terrorism. You know, and I could add to that gambit as well, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, there's... I hope everybody knows that the 1970s was also the age of Islamic revival. I mean, good grief, you can get all kinds of documentation on it. You know, let's, let's talk about the... I want to go somewhere nobody wants to go, but I really don't care. I mean, I spent so much time researching this in an institution of higher learning. I know all this stuff. I've got notes on it. Let's talk about the age of Aquarius. Let's talk about... Uh, Verissa Reed's publication she publishes in 1971, Towards Aquarius. The age of Aquarius is a time when humanity takes control of the earth by its own destiny as its rightful heritage, with the destiny of humanity being the revelation of truth and the expansion of consciousness, and that some people will experience mental enlightenment in advance of others and therefore be recognized as new leaders in the world. Now take note. Oh my goodness, you people don't see it coming. You don't see it coming, do you? Um, remember that the proponents of the medieval astronomy, uh, they all put into print that Pisces world religion is the opiate of the masses. And I'm going to have to clarify that because most of you know, don't want to know what opiate of the masses is. Karl Marx is the one that came up with that, that religion is the opium of the people. I will keep reading. Uh, it will be replaced by the Aquarian Age, a world ruled by secretive, power-hungry elite seeking absolute power over others. That knowledge in the Aquarian Age will be valued for its ability to win wars. Uh, that knowledge and science will be abused, not industry and trade, and that the Aquarian Age will be a dark age in which religion is considered offensive. 
ladies and gentlemen, this stuff was published. A very long time ago, and everybody knew what it meant. You'll take note that what Reed was saying back in 1971 is that who would do this would, of course, be the power-hungry elites. And they knew this in the 70s, ladies and gentlemen. You know, <coughs> this is why they all hold to Rudolf Steiner's. Publications on the age of, of Aquarius because he's the one that said that a reincarnation of Araman, you know, that religion that has the sign of Asher, you know, Zoroaster, yeah, that destructive spirit will try to block the evolution of humanity. <laughs> yeah, they all use his age stratas because he's the one that figured out that each one of the ages has 2,160 years. Now people in my immediate body of Christ should know that number right off the top of their head. That's the circle of the earth, 2160. They knew all this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. You see, they all knew all these academics got together they had all shared enough information ladies and gentlemen that man they all knew they were going to pull the wool over your eyes that's why you know like I said, the August 23rd, 1976 issue of New York Magazine. I strongly suggest you get it. It took all the academics six years to put all the information together, get it all together, and make their publication in New York Magazine. I'm not lying to you. They all know it. It's just American Christians don't know it. They all knew that the final generation had been laid down, ladies and gentlemen. Brian, your comments? Oh, boy. I just did. I mean, as you brought up to me, myself, and I, generation after... After looking back at this last week, just watching what's been going on alone here in the United States with this administration, with this tax bill, with the stunts that have been pulled, it's just enough to blow your mind. And, I mean, I really, watching this as a whole since the um, fiasco and soap opera started playing out during the election cycle, uh, during 2016, I, I just I can't comprehend how in the world it is that people have rallied behind this uh, this insane uh, as you brought up many times in the past kleptocracy. 
within the uh, right wing because that's literally what they're doing, people. They are robbing people blind. This tax bill is absolute and utter beyond any shadow of a doubt proof of that. But on top of it, he's going in and he they are appointing people to administrative posts without even getting uh, clearing within the Senate. The amount of racist garbage once again back in the forefront that happened again this week. But we haven't even mentioned the fact that the United States pulled out of a massive U.N. Uh, migrant bill um, yeah, migrant bill, or however we would state that, ruling within the U.N. because of national sovereignty in the United States, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that just happened earlier today, folks. We don't want immigrants or refugees coming to the United States, so we just back out of the U.N. and go, no, we want nothing to do with this. On top of it, in Israel, we had major protests taking place because of the fact that, well, like it or not, folks, this does tie back to the American right wing. Yes, um, Netanyahu was serving in political realms in the United States before he became a leader in Israel with the neocons. I'm not making this up, folks. Well, what did they do this week because of all the corruption Uh, Charges that are being filed against Netanyahu right now, they went in and they wrote a bill making it possible for him to completely bypass anything that's going on here. And the police are not allowed to even move past it and do anything with the findings. It caused massive protests to break out in Israel. Now, after this bill had been passed through, just came out within the last few minutes and breaking news that uh, police arrest 17 senior officials in criminal offense probe. This just happened in Israel, folks. Israeli police arrested, arrested 17 senior officials in the central city of Rishon Lezion on Sunday. The officials are suspected of corruption, and they were arrested as a part of a covert operation to reveal the connections between criminal elements and local municipal, and national governmental structures. The arrest followed a 30,000-plus strong protest in Tel Aviv on Saturday night against Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and corruption in his government, as well as the French bill, which, if passed, would prohibit police from issuing recommendations for indictments against prime ministers. Now, you know, even to take this a step further, all right, folks, I would strongly advise looking into Netanyahu's role and what happened with the assassination of Yitzhak Rabin. It's actually very important, and if you weren't paying attention and you don't know the backstory, you might have overlooked a story relating to the person that was charged in the murder of Yitzhak Rabin is fighting against those charges now. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, folks. He's fighting against those charges, rightly so. And you might not be aware of some things that happened in the background when uh, Rabin was assassinated, and you might want to look into it. So uh, 
things are really heated inside of Israel as we speak and with all of the other things that are going on at the exact same time to be having problems with the leader and with multiple government agencies within Israel as well. This is leading to a very bad place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Netanyahu had close ties with the congressional leadership in the U.S. Republican Party and with its 2012 presidential candidate, Mitt Romney. He and Romney first became acquainted when both of them worked at the Boston Consulting Group in the mid... You got it, ladies and gentlemen. 1970s. Y'all didn't know that? (laughs) Man, oh man. Man, oh man. Um, the information just swirling around in my mind right now is just just a trip. I mean, listen, you know what? I'm going to read a little bit here from this article, The Golden Age of Terrorism. Um, in fact, the real golden age of terrorism in the United States was during the 1970s, not in the post-9-11 world. <laughs> Consider that terrorism in the United States uh, was then a quite common feature of life. There were literally hundreds of terrorist bombings, shootings, and hijackings in the States during the 1970s. In the 14 years since 9-11, there have been, by contrast, only some two dozen terrorist attacks in the United States, perpetuated by a mix of jihadist terrorists, neo-Nazis, violent racists, and anti-government militants anti-government militants according to a count by New America. During the decades of during the decade of the seventies, terrorists killed 184 people in the States and injured more than six hundred others. In the decade and a half since 9-11, terrorists have, by contrast, only killed seventy-four. And of course it's been since this time that well I've read to you the documentation about the age of age of Aquarius and that uh well, I don't know. Clinton, your thoughts on where we're at exactly on the timeline, uh buddy? Let me just get that get that from you. Do you think we're close? Do you think we're far away? Wow, that's a that's a loaded question. Um, you know, if if what happened today with Israel and Syria um, is the the build up to something new, um, then you know we may be witnessing the fulfillment of the destruction of Damascus. Which, if that is the case, they, that may be the catalyst for uh, Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine. Um, now, how that fits into you know the timeline in Revelation is it depends on peace being taken from the earth and the economic calamity, which you know the the you know Gog Magog war could definitely be peace taken from the earth. I mean that that definitely could be be into that. 
So we, I personally think that, that unfortunately we're going to witness Israel and Syria going at it very, very soon. Well, let me just, just, just say this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you all probably don't remember the United Arab Republic, do you? Because in 1971, the UAR was renamed the Arab Republic of Egypt. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's when Egypt and Syria was just one government. You don't remember what Israel did? You don't, do you? <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you should, because Brian and I have talked about um, this Arab state. We have talked about Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, um, the Israelis did something they shouldn't have did back then. It's just, it's just chilling. You know, me and Brian have covered it before. There's no reason to cover it again. It is chilling. <laughs> Everything that has happened, and you know, I remind everybody of of Brian and I's broadcast where we brought up that. By the way, Netanyahu's in the Bible. Uh, they've just changed the spelling so you can't see it. His location and implications of that biblical text, text if you set it to isochronal eschatology, is absolutely chilling. So... It's just amazing to me. You know, maybe we should go over to Isaiah chapter 17 and have a look and see. But, of course, most of you don't really believe it, do you? Yeah, it's poetry, not prophecy. The oracle concerning Damascus, behold, Damascus is about to be removed from being a city and will become a fallen ruin. Do you know what that says in Hebrew? No? How about the Greek? Because uh, the Greek uses a whole different word. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen. You know, the... You know, let me say this. How can I say this? Let, let me use this using some celestial symbology. If you're sanctified in the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's like twilight. Take note that twilight is when the sun is exactly eight degrees below the horizon. 
I mean, I can tell it to you and explain it to you in so many different ways. I mean, I can... I can push you. I mean, I can try to encourage you to believe that the Bible, God's Holy Word, is actually true and it's actually real. I don't know. We are down to 90 seconds. Uh, Clinton, why don't you come on here and give us all your contact information? And your goodbyes for the week, please. You know, everyone, it's always a pleasure uh, talking with you. Um, the best way to find me is uh, you can go to my website, clintoncowatch.com, um, or uh, find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle's at clintoncowatch, where all the news articles that we talk about are posted there. And you can also find me on Podbeam as the Diligent Watchman. Uh, thank you very much, and may God guide you on your journey. Brian, get on here and say your goodbyes and uh, contact, contact information and websites, please. You can uh, contact me at thebandsoftime at gmail.com. You can find me at Overt Attention Show on Twitter, and my website is overtattentionshow.com. And I also wanted to bring up, you made mention of a few odds and ends there, folks, about if this is going to lead towards uh, economic meltdown, towards inflation, and so on and so forth. You might want to look up an article that came out from the Washington Post. I'm a depression historian. The GOP tax bill is straight out of 1929. A.K.A., let me rephrase that for you, folks. The robber barons are at play again. Lord have mercy. The bride goes out with a bang. Well, maybe I should too. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the last time the Arabs got together to to try to destroy Israel in unison was 1973. About the same time that the Club of Rome issued their world map that had been divided into ten kingdoms. If you need to get a hold of me, uh, endtimetribune at mail.com. Just do a search for the End Time Tribune. You'll find us everywhere. Um, I've been concentrating most of my efforts on the social networking site, Facebook, I've done that uh, because of the locals here. All the local businesses have gotten rid of their web pages that they have to pay money for. They just, uh, all the local businesses uh, just do Facebook. I mean, uh, here you can't even see a movie if you don't get on Facebook because the two local theaters, they don't have web pages. You know, they just use Facebook. It's free. And I was. Uh, Rebuked by local people here at a local congregation, they actually uh, told me that uh, well that was wrong for me to have my own private website, pay money for it. I should just get on 
Facebook is free, and that's where all the locals are. I appreciate that. Just like I appreciated that earlier today, I got a line. I posted an idiot of the day. Oh, my goodness. Everybody come out of the woodwork. Nobody said a single comment on there. I didn't even have it up for an hour. I think I only had it up for like 30 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, my messages were going off like the 4th of July. Hey, man. I was out of place, and I did need to be rebuked, so I did change it. I was wrong. I'm also pretty encouraged because I had no idea how many prophetic insiders I did on Facebook, and uh, I was just notified today that uh, I've got an hour and a half worth of them, uh, so my private groups are wanting to I download them, put together on a DVD, and pass them out to people in their local areas because a lot of their local areas, you know, don't have internet. Uh, but they do have DVD players. I was kind of laughing at that, but, you know, there's so used to living in America. So I had no idea. Anyway, I had four four questions over the past, I don't know, three three or four days, if they could take those prophetic insiders and edit them. Oh, my crap out. That was kind of funny. They wanted to edit all that, you know, personal stuff that I throw in there. They just wanted to take the information and put a DVD together because I guess a high-definition DVD is like an hour and 28 minutes or something. Encouraging. I strongly suggest you all check out WITC Radio. I am sorry that I uh, used that phraseology today. I was completely out of line to uh, post an idiot of the day. I mean, I was technically not calling him an idiot. But he most certainly stuck his foot well inside the realm of his mouth. I had no idea what he was talking about. But I do apologize. I should not have insinuated he was an idiot. So yes, I was wrong. Stand corrected, and I'm thankful for it. I actually do want to enter the kingdom of heaven, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it or not. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed.